Hi, welcome to Convos with the Euros. I'm Daniel. And I'm Carla. We are a married couple sharing weekly conversations about God, family, ministry, and everything in between. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. So, hello. hello. Oh, <laughs> you caught me off guard there. Um, but I want to go right into today's topic. But actually, no, I don't want to. Um, how are you all doing today? I hope you are all doing well. That was lovely. Yeah, Aww. it's been a really long <laughs> few weeks. Um, My goodness, man! Not just for our our home. But I'm sure for you guys, too. So I hope you guys are doing OK. Um, just a lot going on, not just in the yeah. political environment, but just emotionally for people. I feel like a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff. So I hope you guys are doing well. Carla, how are you doing? I am doing well. It has been a busy couple of weeks. We have a lot coming up this week. This guy right here is going to have yeah. uh, surgery. Um, we. Thursday like to introduce our story kind of uh, just a little bit on every podcast and my husband Daniel here is on dialysis yes, and that's a big part of our story and we're waiting for a kidney transplant but because he has switched over to a new type of dialysis he's having surgery to remove one of the catheters well actually two, I'm getting two catheters. two catheters removed so that's yeah. going to be a big deal there's one on my upper in my upper right chest um, and one in my stomach so those are both coming out and the dialysis yep. catheter I use now is in my arm, implanted in my arm, right? It's implant? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. You can say that, right? Yeah. It's called a, a graft or a fistula? You have a AV graft. What does AV stand for? Arterior, arterial I'm sorry, fistula, I'm arterial so venous, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we have surgery coming up this yeah. week mm -hmm. and then... After that, Daniel should be because he can't go swimming with all the catheters he has on right now. Like one of them can't get wet, the one in his chest, and then the one in his belly is okay to get wet, but only in beach water. He can't go swimming in a lake or anything like that. Or pools or, or anything. Or pools just for bacterial reasons. reasons yeah. That's you never know who. But the other one is implanted out. into my arm, so that one has no restrictions at yeah. all. So yeah, it's healed nicely. He yeah. had like 20 staples in his arm, which surprised both of us. We didn't know. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> so imagine this. Daniel has surgery to have this fistula put in his arm so he can do hemodialysis. I don't even know if the camera can catch it from this far away, but I will try. If not, I mean, if you're it would it be weird if I totally insert footage of the staples coming out. No, no, not really. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, to be honest, I think I was going to on our last podcast, but I don't know that I ended up putting the footage in. I probably well, just give it like a doubt it myself. like one of those like um sensors or warning things before. <laughs> I know, I no, no, you know what it was. Uh. So I have my own YouTube channel. It's my passion project. I have so much fun with it. Uh -huh. If you're interested, we always link all of that. Anything we mention, we will link it down below. But I have my yeah. own YouTube channel and I post on Instagram. We also have a TikTok. So if you're interested in just seeing more stuff from us, you can check it out there if you want to. Um, but I, we were vlogging or I was vlogging. We just went to the gardens um this Wonderful thing trip. called bog tower gardens yeah by our house it's like this huge tower up on a hill and there's gardens and walking trails and all kinds of like beautiful really, stuff really pretty and so that's what i think what it was maybe that i was vlogging that and i was like i am about to insert footage of daniel 
getting like the staples removed in three, two, one. Like I gave like a countdown. Oh, like, the whole thing. like yeah, you're yeah, about yeah. to see something really gunky in just a minute or in a few seconds. And yeah. So that that's was like funny. I don't know. That's my we'll do like, that the only disclaimer that I can give. Yeah. So. We'll do it again. Yeah. Um But yeah, so he had like twenty staples in there. And it's funny because like after the surgery, you get instructions from the nurse, you get instructions from the surgeon yeah. and everything. And Nobody mentioned or thought that it was worth mentioning that it that was there staples was and not stitches. Like 20 staples down his arm. I had never had staples done before like that. So that was like yeah. a big shock for me. I was like, <laughs> I'm a nurse. I've taken staples out. So like, you know, it didn't freak me out that much. But what it freaked, freaked me, me out, out is like, I think I would have been a lot more careful about like bumping his arm or like having like his oh arm got gosh. really swollen. The yeah. surgery was like three weeks ago. Yeah. His arm got super swollen. Yeah. I was like, why? I mean, I get it. I mean, he had major two hour surgery in his arm. It was a very long a surgery that I honestly thought took like 45 minutes me to an too. hour. I thought I was going to be she out was of like, there No, quick. it takes two hours. I was like, Oh, is that no, to be honest with you i don't know if it's normal i just i don't work in in the surgical world um but yeah i was very surprised and so like the nurse or nobody told us there's sti like staples I, I i assume stitches or and it wasn't just or the, the glue that they use nowadays which is usually yeah everything heals super fast and for my bariatric nicely. surgery i had six incisions and it was all glue yeah, on his I belly. didn't have any stitches at all or staples. But that was robotic that surgery. This was not robotic surgery. No, it was a whole person. As far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was a person. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been healing for a few weeks, um, doing great. Rough. And now, you, you know, less, less than a month later. Rough. Yeah. It's <laughs> I'm doing great now. Like, I'm doing as of great. the last few days. <laughs> but I didn't have surgery. The last few days have been really well. Like, my energy has gotten better. I'm able to do more with the arm. But... This surgery hit me hard. It was like, yeah. it was surprising. I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was, but it was, it yeah. was, it was type rough. Yeah. This like, he's usually, I was like, like within a week up and walking around yeah. and doing things so that the bariatric surgery was that pretty was major. Bad, yeah. that, and that was like a 45 minute surgery. That was pretty quick, mm -hmm. but it was, I mean, it knocked you on your, my keister. Yeah. But he healed from that one. And then yeah. he was kind of like, ready to go but this one it's like you you felt like it's taken a while yeah, to to, a while. to get yourself back up but I now he has surgery next week so <laughs> there goes that no this week I have sorry surgery in two in days, two days. <laughs> <laughs> wishful thinking so surgery days for us are very busy yeah surgery weeks are very busy right. i vlog it in, in my channel but usually we have to like get the house cleaned and we've been keeping up with the cleaning we instituted a new rule, basically, where, <laughs> or a new strategy when yeah. it comes to cleaning because to I hate cleaning, and then I spent the entire we. week. We both hate cleaning. Yeah. Well, here's the, I don't. It's not that I hate cleaning. It's just that it get overwhelms me for some weird reason where it didn't use to us much before. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I've already broken this down for you, but you seem to not agree with me or not remember. I told you why most why? kids when they're older, are frantic every time they're cleaning. Why? Because their parents would beat them to a pulp every time they uh, were cleaning. Yes. So now it's like cleaning, residual effects. Maybe you can, like, identify with me here, but, like, cleaning was a, a whole, like, thing. Like, it, it was theatrical. I can't identify it with you. It was very dramatic at home. It was, like, my mom yelling and throwing and thing. It was, it was just, like, 
I don't know. I think I have a little PTSD <laughs> from that. I'm joking, of course. But like, oh man, yeah, I think I have a little like <laughs> residual residual effects effects from that because like my mom really like. I love my mom, but she like cleaning was just like a stressful time in the house. <laughs> I think it's like that for a majority of people. For us, it was just yeah. a little different. It was like Saturday mornings. My father and my mom, um, like, were weren't like like huge cleaners from what I remember throughout the week. But we would do Saturday mornings. We'd do like deep cleans and stuff like that. We'd be listening to gospel music, or my father or my mom would be blasting some Avalon or some gospel music in the living room. And that's what you'd wake up to, and you knew you had to clean for a few hours, and then we go watch a movie. Um, that was, yeah. That sounds wonderful, but that for, sounds wonderful, <laughs> but for some of but us, <laughs> for my Puerto Rican mom was like, "Everybody uh, get up! It's time to clean." She would like blast like music, music, yeah. old school stuff too. Yeah, like some yeah, I don't yeah. know merengue salsa, and then it's like it's going down. And nobody, if mom's cleaning, no one is allowed to be in bed. It's oh, like yeah. everybody's everyone's up. Cleaning. Everybody's up. It was like a family affair, and it was going down. That was one so. thing, though. My father was super, super aggressive when he was cleaning. Like, it, it, my father was always, um, always an early bird. Um, it was scary. That man was for real up early all the time. For I don't know what reason. I don't know if my mother ever figured it out. <laughs> but he was just yeah. always up ridiculously early. He was one of the people that would go grocery shopping. Like, when I got married, I didn't know that you could go grocery shopping at, like, other times. Like, when you get out of work <laughs> or, like, midday. My father's grocery shopping started at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning at Walmart. I will tell you all right the time. now. All the time. I, I like to go early, like, not early morning before the crack of dawn. No, Bobby like was, like, people. ridiculously early. No, no, no. For me, I like to go and do the you know shopping and everything yeah. early like and i go in the weekdays like I, sometimes i go to work my schedule flip-flops a little bit and i'll go mm. into work at 11 a.m and so i will be at 8 30 9 9 in the morning doing groceries on like a wednesday yeah, or we Thursday. did that like two days ago and yeah we did that a few days ago because honestly i just who like if you're going off to work if you're someone who works like a nine to five <laughs> we schedule, did that yesterday why am oh, i saying a few days ago Oh my gosh, that was that, that was, was yesterday. yesterday. See, like his memory is bad, but mine is even more terrible. Oh man! I, yeah, I don't know, and I go along with it too. Yeah, she's See, like, yeah, they yeah, don't a few need to know. Ago. I just go along with it. Like we will both live in, <laughs> in the oh, mistake man. or whatever. But yeah, so I yeah, you won't catch me in the grocery store after like when everyone's like, getting out of work at yeah. four, five, six. You, can, you will not catch me. I didn't implement store. that after I got married. I'll tell you that right now. But, like, our new cleaning hack, like, what we do, mm -hmm. which is amazing, is, like, we would literally tell, I was going to say her name, but, like, the smart oh, speaker. Oh, smart speaker, yeah. Um, I can't say her name because then she'll start She'll yapping. respond. <laughs> but, like, we will literally set a timer for 60 minutes. We have an hour. Yeah. And we will do, like, a speed. Of course, if we have to do a deeper clean, it's, like, whatever. Yeah, we're not worried but about But, like, it. it's, like, this weekday mid-clean, let's go. So, mm -hmm. I usually will get all the floors done, and Daniel will take care of the clutter. So, he will put the laundry away, switch yeah. out the loads, do the dishes, get the counters clean. And this girl will like speed through yeah. the, you know, mopping and vacuuming and everything, dusting. So and we're like crisscrossing yeah, the house like, and we get it done in an hour. Good stuff. In an hour, this house is good to go. You know, it's like that weekly cleaning that you really need to get all the floors done. Yeah. We're cleaning throughout the week and we got a Roomba, which that thing is amazing. It's sitting it right here in our living room. It's amazing. It helps a lot because we have a, 
a chocolate lab. So, you know, with this season that we're living in with him being sick and like constant doctor's appointments and, um, I work full time and it gets busy. Um, yeah, it has been super helpful to do the one like midweek, one hour speed clean. And then hmm. the weekend is good. The weekend yeah. is ours. I hate cleaning in the weekends. Yeah, weekends are for fun and for resting. And I will not do anything. And I don't even cook in the weekends. Like the yes, weekends you are for don't, you make, you're making it sound like you don't do anything. If I weekend. cook in the weekend, it's like a dish that I have like been looking at the recipe or right, like I'm right. really excited about. Right. But it will not be like a. I, I will say this, though, if if there's ever like a huge meal and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if there's ever a huge meal done on the weekend, like it's special and stuff, I was normally the one to do it. That is true. Yeah. Like that's where when I first did our cook, Alfredo yeah. stuff, um, the stuffed shells for the first time, um, like little things like yeah. that. So that it's like when we've been craving something and you have like the things that you have to go and buy, buy the ingredients. Because you definitely don't have it at home. Like like it's something special. Then yeah, 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 yeah. but weekends are for fun. It's for family. It's for resting. It's a Sabbath. It's Mm -hmm. it's a you know a little who calm down, little staycation. Now I get it. Like people have kids and they work Monday through Friday and then the weekend it's like, let's get it all done. But like, oh my gosh, if you're able to implement getting it all done during the week and even if it makes the week a little bit hectic so that then the weekends are like nothing to do. At least one weekend day, you know, like Sunday or whatever, like or, you know, from Saturday afternoon on till Sunday and then. You know, it ends on Monday. Like it's our Sabbath. It's we are not doing anything. Right. So. Our church days are normally uh, or are on Sunday mornings, and I mean, I think that's a majority of people. I know it's different for a lot of folks, um, but I am one that on Sunday, like, I don't want to do anything. I want to go to church, but when I come home, I don't. I don't want to have to cook. I don't want to have to clean. I don't want to have to be responsible for people. I just want to relax. You (laughs) no, um, for the dog and stuff like that. You know, very very long nap on Sundays. On Sundays, I love it. Now the weird thing about me is that I don't nap during the day. So weird. So a lot of people like to take that Sunday afternoon nap after church. Mm -hmm. What is that? I don't do that. That's what is that? That's weird. (laughs) No, I, I I wake up feeling worse. After the nap? After the nap. Because you're not doing napping right. And if I do a nap, it's like maybe we get home, we eat, and then I'll fall asleep watching the movie or something. And tops, it's like a 30-minute thing. 20, 30 minutes. And then I wake up, and Daniel is like, is your microphone like totally possessed right now? You you go on ahead. I'll keep talking. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll do like a 20-minute thing and then call it a day. For what, your nap? Yeah, for, yeah, my, for the nap. It's then, so then, interesting. Like, I'll just get up and start getting stuff done right. or like editing or. Oh, this is one thing. Stuff. One thing I have learned because I appreciate when we have our afternoon Sunday naps. And I love like waking up and she's there snoring. I love it. It's my favorite thing. And it would get me so mad when I would wake up and she's like awake and just living life. And I'm like, we should be living life together. And you're just gonna let me sleep? No. So Any this is what I started doing. Like that though. I started taking her phone, and I put it on my side of the oh. bed, so she doesn't wake up from her nap and have something to keep her awake. So I notice that she'll be a little groggy, and uh, so she'll go and reach for her phone, 
And like after two taps, if she can't reach it, she'll fall back asleep. It's my phone dusk. I will say that up, yeah. our phones have such a way of taking us out of not taking us out, but like keeping us from rest. And the thing is, it keeps our minds going too. I get that, yeah. And it, you know, it's 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 funny. Like he literally has to steal my phone from mm. me so that I don't. I mean, and it's not just like scrolling on social media. It's like I I like to create content for social media like i have a lot of fun and even though you know we're still growing in this journey and we're still new to it like i I really do love creating for the heck of it and it's fun for me but i will find that i won't rest like i will keep finding things to do and we have normalized hustling so much within our culture we have normalized not taking breaks and made it seem lazy and it's like we start comparing ourselves to other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because you'll start scrolling through social media and not like, oh, I'm only I'm here chilling at home and there's people hiking <laughs> and, well, and plan, doing plan breaks the are most. Healthy. Yeah. Especially like if your day to rest is Sunday. Let it be that day, you know? And that's what I think that's what I, I think that I'm saying. It's like you have to be so intentional about yeah. scheduling like this block of time, I'm not opening up I'm the laptop. Vegetate. I'm going to vegetate. Yeah. Literally, we're like, and we come up with it together, too, because as a couple, I think it's important to schedule mm-hmm. rest together. Like, to be super honest, like, there's moments where I need some alone time. And when Daniel is napping, it'll be my time to maybe yeah. do my nails. Like, I, I will do my own nails or um, I'll do my hair. Like, I'll straighten it. Like, it'll be m- my me time to take care of myself. Maybe I'll go down. Even this is silly, but like, I'll even go down to Walgreens and buy makeup or something. And it, it's like my, my me time. But like when he wakes up, like I want to be with him. Right. I can't nap. I can nap when she do when she does all those things. I can't when she's on social media. Because she doesn't have an internal laugh. She it's never it never <laughs> developed as a child. So that I'm laugh so I'll hear twenty four seven. And I'm like, oh. But I'm like, up now. Like he can't <laughs> blame me for that. And here's why. <laughs> You can't blame me for that Why? because I will literally be like, hey, I'm going to watch TikToks like because he again, I just don't like napping during the day. I I don't know. I, I'm a person. I can go on little sleep. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I do have to walk and get moody, but like. I, oh, you know why? I nap in the car. That, that's why. All the time. Oh, Our church Lord. is a half hour away. And I nap the whole way home. She passes out. That's my afternoon nap. Like, yeah, so when I get home, out. I'm like, let's go. And Daniel is like, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> and that's I'm like, good, why? That's good. Like, you know, I'm good. Like, why? We just, we fi- just nap. I think I just cracked the code. I just figured it out. I take a nap on the way home. I, I nap in the car. Like the car starts swaying. And I'm just like, just out of it. Like, and it's the funny. The sway of the car puts me down so quick. It's funny because I'm, I'm like going through in my mind videos from our very very first big road trip and we stopped i think it was in georgia and we were putting gas in the truck and i have a video on my phone of her like like almost a freaking half a mile away from me dancing like in the shadows of a truck and i'm like she's gonna get stolen what is she doing all this energy and i'm like dead in the video it's because she was napping for like six hours i I straight up have prophetic dreams in the car. I'm out so deep. Like, I'm kidding. But like, I, oh, yeah. Man. But that, that, that's why. And that, but all of that to say, we really do have, we have learned to Sabbath together. Yeah. 
and as a family like yeah. all families should do that where you rest. okay rest sunday and we do like we converse and like mm -hmm. we plan it and we are okay sunday don't you dare say yes to any plans right like if we're gonna say yes to plans we're doing it like not should be with every plan quite honestly like huh, how yeah. how to take off your spouse make plans <laughs> make plans without, without telling them, without telling them yeah. with other people so like you can't say no after yeah. you're committed um not that we've ever done that dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no i think from the very beginning we've been very like don't you dare yeah, do that yeah it's like i hate that but it's funny because most of our I plans are family related yeah if it's yeah. not like your parents here in winter haven it's with uh the siblings and my mother in Kissimmee. yeah and it's our, one and our families other. too are very good about saying well ask your spouse first and then yeah you know ask carla or ask daniel before my know. mom's done that to me she's like um i'm like yeah, yeah we'll be there she's like are you gonna ask carla no, I'm the man. I run this house. It's funny because like if he forgets to, and, and if it's plans with family, it's not a big deal. Like that doesn't bother me. Um, you know, as long as he lets me know afterwards so that right. I don't double book us. But yeah, like learning to, to together as a marriage, I think that's huge too. Like when you first get married to mm -hmm. practice that communication of, Hey, Saturday. And it, it doesn't have to be the whole day. Like, hello. You know, if you want to socialize, like you can't be hermit crabs, but like, yeah. you know, it's okay to be like, Hey, from four to seven, from like, from four on we are, it's us. Like we're not doing anything. Don't, oops, don't plan anything. Like it's just us. Yeah. And that and has we'll been go so good for like our that. marriage. Yeah. And like, we don't have to schedule anything. We can literally just get up from a nap and be like, what are we doing? Let's go. Yeah. And it's, it's for us. And like we'll every, just go every, for a drive. Yeah. Yeah. If, especially if you work a lot during the week, like we have the blessing that I work from home and he is not currently working. I mean, right. that's it's not a blessing that you're not working because <laughs> that's because your because kidneys of why aren't I'm working. not working. Yeah. But, you know, you got to find the, 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 the silver lining. Yeah. We spend a lot of time together. But even then, because when I'm home, I'm working and mm -hmm. he's usually taking care of a thousand errands and doctor's appointments and stuff like that. And there's you have to have that moment like, OK, let's regroup, fam. Yeah. You know, and if you have kids and everything, oh, gosh, that is so important to schedule that block of time that it's like just us for a developing mm -hmm. child. Man, that's scary. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um. <laughs> yeah, we don't have kids yet, but not yet. <sighs> the the world is getting so i mean it's scary it's scary uh, we trust god and we trust the lord and we know that the generation that i mean the the children that are currently children right now right like that generation they're here for such a time as this god will take care of them god will lead them you just got to raise them up in the way of god but like they're i mean i mean truly, look at what, truly just crazy things are happening look at what in just this happened world. in um in texas Nashville, Nashville. Nashville, sorry. Um, and Uvalde, is that how you say that? <laughs> is that how you say the name of the city? Oh, yes. I was like, what? No, because I'm not speaking Uvalde, of tongues here, girl. What no, you Uvalde was Texas. <laughs> oh, and okay, that's why. we had Nashville, so there's two two separate things that have happened. Um, but that was that was tragic. Uh, so tragic do you have do you have any details on um yeah on so i mean uvalde was a while back but like just recently last week in tennessee in nashville there was a i believe it was a baptist 
church that had a school and it had just 200 students in it. So it was a a small community. um, And basically a former student, she was 28 years old. Uh, Wow. That was. Yeah. So did she graduate high school there? I don't know. I think I don't know that they had a high school, but she was a former student when she was a child. I believe I might be getting the, the details a little bit. You know, I didn't look that much into it because the the details of her being a former student, stuff like that came out a few days uh, later afterwards. Yeah. But it, it it was deduced that like her family, her parents were Christian. And basically this girl, she went to college. And when she went to college, she got, you know, that that's when that gender identity and the indoctrination kind of yeah. took place. And I know that this is a very touchy subject, but really when you go to college, this is from someone that just graduated college five years ago, and it has only gotten even more intense for our college students. Mm-hmm. But when you go to college, there is a lot of liberal ideas that are floating around, right. even in the events that the schools plan. Right, right. Um, I mean, you were in college recently, too, just a few years ago when we got married. and Yeah, but even then, it wasn't even... Like, it's just getting more intense. Yeah. Yeah. And there's these, like, woke ideologies that are celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you are a Christian and, you're, you know, your faith is important to you... You're hated. You're almost hated. Yeah. And you're, all, you're already instantly a bigot. You're already right. instantly... You hate this and that. And it's... Marginalized, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus was like, it's okay. They hated me first. Truly, <laughs> literally, <laughs> truly, truly. And what happened in Nashville was that this being, it was a trans man, but she's a woman and yeah, she, she transitioned she to came, a man. She was transitioning to a man. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know the whole details of how far she was in that journey, but went into the school and Killed six people, three, three adults and three nine-year-olds. Jesus, that's so sad. It, I mean, it's that the is details are horrifying. And the sad thing, too, is one of the nine-year-olds that passed away was the daughter of a pastor in the church. I don't know if the lead pastor or what, but it was a pastor in the church. Um, I mean, how tragic. Can you imagine dropping off your innocent, defenseless, nine-year-old child at school that day and you don't get to take them home ever ever. that's that's heartbreaking the next time you see your child is when you bury them yeah their lives cut short i mean a nine-year-old and i think the the three adults were in their 60s one of them was like a substitute teacher i think one of them was maybe like a a worker a school worker janitor Mm. something like that and it, I mean, the everything is, it, I mean, it doesn't get more tragic than that. And I actually, it's crazy how these videos are like, you know, public, but like yeah. I saw the video of, of her walking into the school pool. I mean, pool, I mean, everything is on camera, pulling into the school, shooting down the front doors, which were like pains and That's terrifying. climbing in, getting into the school. And I mean, just roaming the hallways, looking for people to take their lives. Yeah. I have such a hard time comprehending the amount of evil in that person that has to be in a person to do something like that. It's really tragic um, when you think about it. But what's frustrating is uh, what's happening now. And a big part of me wants to say it's because of social media and you get 
to hear a million and three opinions now when before, you know, before social media and all that stuff, you kind of just got what uh, simple news outlets were giving you. But now with like TikTok, with Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, all these social media and you get so many opinions and and uh, what everybody has to say about certain topics and everything. And it's really heartbreaking because one of the things that um, that we're seeing now is I, I see a lot of people coming to the defense of the shooter. Um, and not necessarily to the defense. It's just that now they're actually blaming Christians yeah. for what took place. And they're yeah. saying, oh, it's because Tennessee has instituted these laws that are trying to pretty much oppress these trans people. And that's what happens. Like, this is a consequence of these laws that have been put in place. Like basically it's Christians and conservatives fault for what happened. No, it's the fault of a human being who was full with, of evil and really, did this really poor mental health issues. Yeah. It's, it's there, there was me something mentally wrong with this person and it's evil. It's, it's sad. It's really heartbreaking. And, um, I mean, yes, we, we can go to, to one extreme and say, you know, I don't care about this person that shot up the school or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to say either. I believe that um, people who are dealing with these mental health issues, they need help as well. And my heart goes out to them. But it was just absolutely awful what was happening. And now we're seeing um, people blaming uh, the religious community, the Christian community for what happened. And um, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And it, it almost makes you think, what what's next? You know, um, if this happens at a, at a church or if this happens at a Christian school and people are coming to the defense or the justification of said shooter, uh, I mean, are, are we what what are we leaving room for now? Like. It can only get worse from there. It's 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 heartbreaking. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, and then as parents, Carla, I would love for you to talk about this because I know you talk a lot about wanting to homeschool our children and stuff like that. Do you think about that? But as parents, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you think parents are going through right now? I mean, the scary part, like we're not parents yet. So I understand to a I mean, there's no way we could understand the pain that right. these parents are going through. But like I try to put myself in their shoes right. and every parent because it, it, it almost feels like these. And I know social media and, and our access to information has a, a way of really making it feel like every issue that happens is so, you know, tangible because yeah. we get the details so quick and mm -hmm. we know what's happening so quickly. But the reality that that really gets to me is what what am I going to do when I have children? Right. Like it really starts making me think about that. I agree. Like what are we going to do? You know, and it's scary. It's it's it it's worrisome. So like it, it really builds up. It's a buildup of a lot of emotion because you don't know what to do in that case. Like so I'm just never going to let my child socialize then, you know, kind of deal. But you can't yeah. do that either. It, it's just so much. It is so much. It is so much. And then um, as a wife and someone who is really looking forward to motherhood, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, you know, how what can I do to be able to stay home with my children? Mm -hmm. And not because, oh, no, school is safe. I understand that, you know, this these are not 
things that are happening every single day, mm-hmm. but they're happening way too often. And then there's also the issue of gun control because then it turns into this whole political issue. And to me, I don't think it's just this political issue. I think that there's really um, demoralization that's been going on. I really think there's just a darkness and people that drives them to do things like this. Yeah, and I will say there's a lack a of right. Re- I think there's a lack of recognition when. Mm. Because there's signs when these people are planning to do these type of things, they will. I mean, the 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 woman that just did this in Nashville, she left behind a manifesto. Most most shooters do. A lot of them do. Yeah. And they want their names mentioned and they want the fame that comes with these acts. Mm -hmm. And so we're not going to say this person's name, but it's just so (laughs) scary because I think they leave behind clues. Yeah. And and it's uh I mean I hear a lot and I know there's um there's people who who will have defenses like different uh, opinions when it comes to that and they say you know it's not a gun control issue um it's a mental health issue and I I agree it it really is like we we especially like reading through manifestos and 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 reading through um uh like or or like understanding their life story. As we people start to break apart the shooter's life story, you see, man, that there, there was a lot of trauma in there. There was a lot of um, a lot of aggression, a lot of pain that they never got a chance to deal with, um, and it and it became too much for them. And the end result was tragedy. Yeah, it, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, and it and it really does make you ask yourself where there are people in their lives that were ignoring the mm. signs symptoms that something was really wrong right um like the the shooter and of course i'm you know i didn't i don't remember his name or like what happened but it was a a shooter in florida it was back in like 2017 i believe um and for some reason the name of the school is escaping me but i watched the trial it just took place um a few months back and the trial in it of itself was very interesting to watch the interactions between the judge and the lawyers um the lawyers getting constantly put in their place by the judge. It, the whole thing was just very, mm. to me, it felt a little messy. Mm. I'll treat that carefully. But it, the, watching the details, and the crazy thing is, like, we know the guy is guilty, right? Like, yeah. he, the, the shooter in this case, he survived. But what was really tough to watch, I mean, the whole thing was televised, was the parents of the victims and the family members are sitting right there. Yeah. They're sitting right there in the, you know, in, in the, I mean, whatever, in the courtroom. And yeah. they're watching all the details of how their children died of the autopsies. And I was, Terrible. I mean, it was horrifying yeah. to watch. And they're just, they're sitting there crying some of them trying to keep it under control because they're in court and then having to walk out and the camera just panning to them. I mean, the whole thing was Oh my goodness! And it, it, the kid that did this left. Clu- I mean, there was clues everywhere. Mm. He mentioned bringing guns to school. He was expelled from the school that he shot up. It was a high school. He put all kinds of alarming, like super alarming posts on Instagram. Mm. The fact he had been reported to the state, like. People saying, you know, he needs to be institutionalized. He didn't. And mm. he was allowed back in the school at once. I mean, it was just it, so many things that shouldn't have happened. And um, 
I think maybe this, there's an issue within the system that is not catching things. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I mean, some people can hide it really well. They can hide their crazy really well. Yeah. You know, so there's that too. Yeah, there is that. And and it's it's just, it's really, it's really heartbreaking. It's really unfortunate. Um, what, and what are you supposed to say after something like this? Genuinely, what, what are you supposed to say? Uh, we we just we just pray first and foremost for the families that have been yeah. um impacted by the shooting um you know our hearts go out to you but honestly our prayers go before that and we hope for peace and for comfort in this trial that you guys are experiencing in this season um but i mean if there's anything that this should call us to is to try our best to bring our homes back to christ to bring this nation, to bring our schools back to Christ, because I mean, this world is is it's getting dark. It's a scary place, um, and it's it's unfortunate because we have kids. You know, I I think about my niece and nephew often in that same situation, who um are not in school yet, um, but I can't imagine my sister having a bit of a um a mental a mental quarrel with wanting to homeschool her children because she's afraid to send her kids to school. Who who wants to live in a, a society like that, Carla? No one wants to live like that. No and it's so scary. And really too, like, you know, what do we like what do we do? Is there going to have to be armed officers all over our school? Right. And these poor kids feeling like they're going to jail and they're going to school. Right. Metal detectors, like what what do we do? You know, alarms and more cameras, like it's it's really a tough issue, but I think it really comes down to there like there are sick individuals out yeah. there and they have these radicalized ideas in their head. And it's like, where are these ideas coming from? Mm. And, you know, the world tries to make it into this trans issue or it's a gun control issue or it's a I mean religion issue or all these things but I think it comes down to there is a darkness in this world that is gripping people's hearts and these sick individuals succumb to the darkness and they do things like this and like you mentioned Daniel like we really like people need Christ they really do and um you know one of the arguments, I mean, there, there was literally this one guy, I mean, really well known. Ali Beth Stuckey did a really good episode and like speaking into this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was there's there's I don't even I don't even like to mention these people, but like they're they were talking about how it was because of Christianity or it was because like Christians hurt her and, and didn't accept her and all these weird like nothing makes it okay so that just made it okay like (laughs) what what this individual did and to me i don't care about the labels i don't care if it was a him or a she or this or that i don't care the fact that some individuals are this sick and can go and do these things and it can also become an issue of like gun control and what i don't care my Mm. what i'm worried about is that there are sick individuals out there so full of evil that they can do something like this and i don't care if it's a man or a woman or what they want to identify as there are sick individuals out there who really really need some light in their lives really really and it's it's one thing when when we're when we're talking about, like, I love what you just said, who really need the light of Christ in their lives. Um, when we look at at Christianity, 
Um, I think one of the biggest things is that more than a religion, it's a relationship. I think that's a quote that you hear a lot. Um, but falling in love with Christ and, and joining uh, the community of, of religious Christians or, or, you know, true believers, um, you get this sense of hope and love like never before. Um, and I know a lot of people might say, well, you know, Daniel, you have mentioned multiple times, you know, third day out of the womb, you were in the church. You are absolutely right. I've been in church all of my life, but that does not mean that I have yet to experience tragedy. I have, um, both with the passing of my father and this situation that we've been in. And what I can tell you is that the community, the religious community, the Christian community that has been around me during both seasons of my life, I mean, has been exponential. Um, the amount of support and love that you receive, um, not just with the community, but more so than just that, the hope that you have in Christ is insurmountable. I mean, honestly, you cannot you cannot pass it. Um, there is there is a hope in Christ that you receive um, that you're like you know. I'm going through this tragedy now. I'm in this hole now. I'm in this darkness now. I'm experiencing this pain now. But there's just something in me that I know things are going to get better. There is hope. There is a, a, a rainbow after the storm. Um, and those are things that that being in a relationship with Christ, it, it really, uh, oh, man, it, it, it makes it makes tragedy um, not doable. I don't want to say doable or worth it, uh, but it, 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 it allows you to face tragedy head on. You get what I'm saying? That's good. So, and I, and I think what we're trying to say is there's hope in Christ and there's a very hopeless generation. Yes. And I think we're giving them too much Christianese and uh -huh. I mean, cause I've been there and I am a Bible believing minister who has the knowledge of God, knowledge of the scriptures and all these things. But I, I fell in depression. I've, I've fallen in anxiety through what we yeah. have walked through. And sometimes people want to give you the pretty answer and the Christianese and they want to see change to behavior. Sometimes there is, but they don't want answer. your heart to be transformed. Right. And they, it, it doesn't matter what you ex 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 exhibit in the outside. I don't know what that was hard to say. Does, yeah. I was, I was halfway between That's the both word you words. Were looking I was for. halfway between both words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there, but like we want people to exude Christianity, but there's nothing going on in their hearts, but bitterness and anger. Right. And it's just pain. We are so uncomfortable by the pain that some yes. people are facing that we ignore the heck out of it. And I'm not blaming Christians for what happened. Like we're talking about something completely different here, mm. but I really want to urge people pastors like adults i like please look at our at the young people in our churches and, yeah. and how can we reach them without making it about us without making it about numbers without making it about gimmicks right they need gen the genuine love of christ and i think what really gets to me because it, me and me I, like i'm a 28 year old woman and i have still struggled with comparison and with the things that are happening on social media and tiktok and the creepy stuff that yeah. people are trying to, to preach to us 
all these online coaches and mm. all these creepy woke people Everybody's and all this creepy grooming that they're doing of our kids yep. and of our young people. It's creepy. It bothers me. Yeah. And TikTok. And TikTok especially. TikTok has become such a dark place. I don't like the app. Like, I'm going to be super honest with you. I barely go on there. I started, Um, I don't know if I told you my secret. Mm-mm. When you go through my TikTok feed, it's all food now. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. It's I, And I love the food stuff. I really do. I love the food hacks and seeing people cook and all that stuff. And maybe like fishing will come up sometimes and woodworking. But um, you, I, if you scroll fast enough, the algorithm helps with that. Uh, <laughs> like you, which I get it. The algorithm picks up what you're watching. Yeah. But, like, it's still, like, a very dark place. Like, people yeah. tend to be meaner, I feel like. <laughs> when they're TikTok. in front of a camera and not in front of a person. Yeah. people. No, people are mean on TikTok, like, comments. Oh, you think? Oh, okay, okay. Like, the people engaging with the app are so uh, mean. And I don't. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, all oh, Christians, we got to just go and hide in the mountains. and blah, 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 blah. Like, what Uh, (laughs) that's just weird we gotta speak up we gotta speak up we gotta we gotta make good content yeah not you know not subpar healthy content like we're here learning we're learning how to pot like i wish i could turn the camera and like show you guys like we have like lights and Mm. laptops and all this stuff and like we're learning every day investing into this craft that is creation content creation yes but we need more Christians in the space creating yeah. good content, not content where you sit there and you bash every celebrity pastor out there. And like, yes, you got to call things that are not okay and everything like that. But like other things gotta, need to be addressed as well. Yeah. yeah. Like tr- just, just speak truth so that people can learn truth to such an extent that they can recognize counterfeits yes. and worldly philosophies. And when this coach guru person comes to tell you, Oh, passive income and do this and do that and do that. Confusing our young people. Like that don't taste right to me. Yeah. we Our young people can be like, yeah, no, smells funky. That smells gross. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's, and that's the point of, um, of why we, one of the biggest reasons as to why we yeah. have this podcast, um why you have the youtube channel because it's weird out there it is and what we want to do is we just want to be able to provide um light um light in this darkness and it's not that i'm you know the brightest light shining now it's just i'm I'm trying to reflect the love of christ as much as i can um understanding that tragedy is real understanding that um a mental health crisis is real understanding that pain is real all these things are real. We're not negating any of that, but we are saying that there is hope in the midst of all of that. And his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody in the name of Jesus. But yeah, like everything, it, it, those little things can help brighten your day, help yes. you feel better and all these things. Not even that. Right. What happens when you can't I even find, find the joy in that? Oh my in a gosh. in a cone of ice cream. That's when you know it's bad. Yeah. That's when you know you need to ask for help. Yeah. When you're eating when- food and it doesn't make you happy. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's true. Nothing made me happy. Not going out and getting yeah. my favorite snack. Not going for a walk. Spending nothing right. made me happy. And I was like, I think I'm. I think something broke inside right. me. And I should probably go get that checked. Yeah. yeah, it's like we need to talk to somebody. And I have. I've asked for help. I've yeah. talked to family members. Uh, I've opened up because I'm a very closed off person, and I don't like asking for help. And it's yeah. I wasn't gonna hit that. It's not easy. It isn't. Nope, nope, nope. nope, So we don't want you guys to hear what we're saying and say, like, well, yeah, you know, obviously, because you have a community of people. We do have a community of people. Amazing people. Still not easy to ask. Nope. 
it's still not easy Especially to admit for us who are like ministers you right. know where right. i've been a worship pastor and and oh my i'm supposed to have the answers i'm not supposed to go asking questions, questions. yeah i'm supposed to be the I'm one people to. ask questions too yes. it's rough speak into that daniel because you've been through this like through pain and suffering twice so you know you went through something really difficult and, tw- and, and we talk about it all the yeah. time because we want to we want to normalize there being hope and healing. <laughs> I like that, that is what I want to normalize. Yeah. I want to normalize overcoming. Um, and and not like we're so strong and mighty. We didn't. We haven't overcome and found victory in it in it of ourselves. Right. It had nothing to do with me. It's because God is just a merciful God. Yeah. That's the truth that I can say Preach after truth, going through Daniel. these things that I've been through. Um, yes, sir. It, it's it's the truth. Uh, God is a merciful God. Um, and one thing I've learned throughout, you know, experiencing the loss of my father at a young age and then going through what I went through with COVID and renal failure and everything. Um, one big thing is in, is enjoying the little things um, because I, I don't I also don't want to sit here and say like, uh, you know, no, you need to wake up at 530 in the morning and you need to fast until noon. And the entire time you're fasting, you need to be listening to scripture and then you need to speak in tongues for three hours. And uh, that's not what I'm, and you need to go to 12 vigils a week. That's not what I'm trying to say um, when I say enjoy the little things. Um, because Some people are. I distinct, yeah, other people are. That's not what I'm trying to say. I distinctly remember being in the hospital crying over a six-piece chicken nugget because that was a little thing that I got to enjoy after being tube-fed for two and a half months. I got to enjoy chicken nuggets like that's a little thing. Um, and when it comes to tragedy, I just don't want us to remain comfortable with tragedy, um, remain comfortable with depression. Um, don't make it your friend because it's it's not depression, anxiety, fear. Um, it's not there to help you. It's there to destroy you. Um, the fear and the depression, and the anxiety is there to destroy you, but God will use it to build you. I need you guys to recognize that distinctly. The fear, the depression, the anxiety, those things in and of itself, like in themselves, will destroy you. But that's the hope about Christ. He will take those things that you're battling with that meant to destroy you and will turn them to build your character because he is a merciful God. And that is that is what I can um, truly say has been a, a genuine culmination of my experiences, you know, you like talk about that because, you know, you dealt with this in 2019 and 16, 2016. Sorry. You know, dealt we with got my father. In 2019, yeah, so I don't know what you were dealing year, with then. Huh? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had to deal with my father passing of cancer. I had to deal with this issue that I'm going through now with renal failure, with COVID, with my life getting flipped upside down. Um, and what 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 the the devil meant for for evil god meant for good I, that's it that's god can turn anything it. around he can and anything. there is so many like tiktoks and reels and youtube videos wanting like young like it just drives me crazy especially the short form so content it drives me crazy it drives me crazy like that is not what god 
one for us. Mm-mm. Everybody has anxiety now. Everybody has depression. Like I take those things so seriously. And some of those are diagnoses. Okay. Yeah. So like I take those things very, very seriously. If that many people are struggling with their mental health, then we have an issue. We have an, uh, uh, what is an, uh, epi- uh, how do you say, epi- epidemic? Epidemic. Epidemic. There's a pandemic after the pandemic of, of people That's a good one. struggling with their mental the health. Pandemic. And if really all those people are struggling with their mental health, then we need to start realizing that there is something wrong with the places that we right. are going to seek for help. I am right. pro-counseling. I am pro-therapy. I am pro all of these things. I think all of these things are important. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, like, it, I mean, even this, I'm going to be super honest because I went on a journey trying to find a therapist and get counseling because I was like, I'm not okay. Mm. And how, like, mental health services are so incredibly inaccessible. I'm just going to be so straight up. In yeah. my opinion, yeah, completely be. inaccessible. And the reason is they're so expensive. And Very Christian pricey. counselors, so expensive. Because a lot of them, in my experience, again, this is my experience, like so many of them were not contracted with commercial insurance companies. Right. I was going to say that with the insurance companies. It, so that means that pocket. they didn't take and not just right. some insurances, any, any insurance. Private practice. I was like, what on earth? It is crazy. So then I couldn't access a Christian counselor, which I'm not casting judgment. You run your practice however you want to. Right. But it made it really hard for me to be able to find a Christian counselor. And I know there are services like BetterHelp and stuff like that. Right. We, we just didn't want you I to go to somebody. I just wanted to go to someone that I could vet them. Right. You know, we we didn't want you to Christian go to somebody and, and for them to say, um, have you tried these essential oils? <laughs> I'm being super honest. I had, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I had one therapist who, um, I, like I told her I was a Christian and she was so nice. Like I actually really, really liked her, mm. but then she w- started talking to me about like the moon cycles and crystals and stuff. And I was like, I was like, do I look like the ocean to you? This is my, this is my way out. Like this is my my moment to leave right now <laughs> this, this well, is where i say goodbye because no just and, and that's I'm, i mean silly of course yeah. but like i I, w- I decided not to go with her and um really liked her like actually i mean she was so incredibly sweet great communicator um and she was awesome and i just you know i i deferred with her and that and i was like oh no i'm good um mm. So, you know, it, it is hard to find, like, in my opinion, it was hard to find a Christian counselor. And I started getting anxious about finding a therapist because I couldn't find one that took yeah. my insurance. So all of this to say, like, it's not always super accessible. And if insurance even, if they even do take your insurance, a lot of the times it's like you have to pay for the session and then go to your insurance and get reimbursed. But I unfortunately don't have $175 to pay you once a week. Yeah. And then forever, however long my insurance After company that, yeah. is going to take to then reimburse me. Like, I don't have six, seven, eight hundred dollars to put into counseling. Yeah. And then who knows how long it'll take for my insurance company to reimburse me that money. So it wasn't. I mean, because that's an investment. Okay, I have built $1,000 to invest a month right. into this and then not know when I'll get that money back. And right. so, yeah, I, that wasn't accessible for me. And what what do you do when, when you can't access a therapist? Right. Like, it, it, you know, I want to encourage people like pastors are some great qualified pastors. Yes. Um, and I do say, you know, I, and I say everything like if you're going to go to a person for help, like, you know, vet you the can person. Vet them. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. 
vet the person and and make sure it's someone qualified. Yes. Make sure it's someone who knows the scriptures. Uh, make sure it's someone who lives by the scriptures. Right. You can see their their lifestyle and their sort fruit. of yeah mm. the fruit. Thank you. And you can get a okay. This is a tree I can eat from type of deal. And you're in such a vulnerable state that, and again, if you are someone who was diagnosed, if you are someone who has some real, like, stuff to work through, like, you have to go to a professional. I'm not knocking. I'm not saying don't go to a professional. I'm a nurse. I know there are some people who need professionals. Yeah. But there's some of us, like, that really need to open up to the leadership in our churches. Right. And again, when they've shown you they have good fruit, because I'm yes. not saying go talk to anybody and tell them all your business. All right. Cause some people, <laughs> you don't want to spill all the beans and then they Mm-mm. use that against you because no, 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 unfortunately, no. or not just use it against you. The enemy is conniving. You're in a vulnerable state. If you're going through a difficult mm-hmm. season and you don't want to go and tell somebody who, you know, random Joe over here and they, I mean, it's not just that they could use it against you. They can't handle what you just said. But they can't handle what you're right. saying. And you, I mean, you don't want to get some bad advice. Right. You know, oh, drop your spouse. What? What? Yeah. Like, okay. Um, drop I'm gonna your do, spouse. I'm going to try talking to someone else now. It's a, it's a, it's a spouse, not a dog. Kind of advice was that? Yeah, you, some people out here giving soup. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it. Some wild advice. So go, you know, go to qualified people. Go to people that like show fruit you know yeah. of the spirit and um yeah like there's help there's help and pray you can even pray and be like god you need to bring me the right people into right. my life. like i need help bring me the right people and right he will. and that is that is one thing and i think that's a, a great way to also um like kind of bring it all um full circle because yes you know we we go to the professionals seek the help but i don't think you should also do that um in in replacing um the word of god or replacing uh prayer time or replacing a relationship with god with going to see a counselor a therapist or speaking to someone i think they work in in um in unison um so there that is that take that take out that time to pray take out the time to to talk to the lord but then also have some time and listen read his word hear what he has to say hear what he's speaking to you about today um don't don't um how do you say that don't uh don't underestimate yeah like don't don't right like make sure that that is 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 primary right don't underestimate what prayer and the word can do in your life we don't want to we don't want to negate that at all at all so i think that's a that's a great way to um to bring this full circle because I think we do need the professional help um, that is out there for therapists, for um, counselors, for mental health um, professionals, pastors, ministers, leaders. But then um, when you go home, continue to cultivate, to cultivate that relationship with Christ, continue to ask him for help, continue to, and I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, that he will reveal himself to you again every day, little by little. He will begin to pour into your life and you will feel the weight lifted off of your shoulders that this world puts on you. That's good. So thank you so much for listening. Yes. Don't forget to rate the podcast that helps this uh, channel and, and this podcast grow and yes. reach more people. 
There's hope share it in with a Christ. Friend. Yes. Share this with a friend who needs the hope today to know they're not alone in their struggles, which is yes. a huge reason of why we do this. Yes. Um, and, and we hope that we can bless your life that way. But above all, there's hope yes. in Christ. There's so much hope. And man, you're not alone. No, you're not. You're we not love alone. you guys. We thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.